0: We're in her house in Maplewood um, right outside of Bel Air and I'm literally like biting my fingernails and we're signing this lease that we have to personally guarantee. I literally am living with my grandmother, paying off credit card bills that I'm in over my head with. Um, I do have a paid off car and no college debt and Sarah and Mark, um, you know, we're were the ones that signed off on the the, uh, personal guarantee because I literally had nothing.
1: Hello, and thanks for listening to the Born and Bred Houston Podcast, a show about people, lessons learned, and the stories behind the businesses they've built in Houston, Texas. I'm Harris Benson, and on the show today, we have Megan Beecham of Magpie's Gifts, a family-owned and operated gift shop founded in the 1980s by her mother and aunt. It's often said that you should never mix business with family which is probably good advice for most people. This didn't matter to sisters Maggie and Lexi, who back in the 1980s got a small business loan and started Magpie's Gifts within a vacant unit of a Montrose area fourplex. Fast forward to today, Magpie's Gifts remain strong with locations in both Bel Air and Sugar Land, and as you'll learn, even stronger family ties. Before diving into Magpie's Gifts beginnings and changes over time, co-owner Megan Beecham will introduce us to what Magpie's Gifts is today.
0: So Magpie's Gifts has certainly evolved through the years, but today you will find a um, kind of a curated assortment of gifts, women's accessories, accessories for the home, um, baby gifts and some clothing, some, and when I say women's accessories, we do carry some women's clothing, um, a a broad array of candles and home fragrances and anything to help, you know, kind of feather your nest, make your house your own. Um, we offer monogramming services, stitched monogramming, and also vinyl sticker monograms. And we, uh, we, we allow people to bring things in that they've bought at other places, like say towels from Marshalls or sheets from Pottery Barn if they wanted those monograms. So, um, and you know, we, we uh, wrap gifts. So if you're on the way to the party, you can just get your gift, we'll wrap it up and you're out the door. No one will ever know you bought it last minute. Um, so we're, we're really a full service gift shop, I would say. Gifts, gifts home decor and women's accessories. Got
2: it. Got it. You do have some. I, I believe you have some men's things. Maybe you. Yeah. You no. Develop? We definitely. We you
0: know. definitely do. Especially, you know, our Bel Air store is larger than our Sugarland location, so we have we have more to work with at the Bel Air store. But for sure, during fourth quarter, um, we have more men's gifts. But at Bel Air, we we have a a men a men's area pretty much year round. Got it. Got
2: it. So. They, and thank you, by the way. So, they are located, they have a location in Bel Air, they have a location in Sugarland in as well. And obviously, you can find them online at Magpies Kids. Yes. Um, so, now to the origin story, which is where it gets really interesting. So, Magpies is family through and through. And this was started by your mother and your Aunt Lexi back in the 80s. So, yeah. here in Houston and in Montrose, actually. So, could you tell me a little bit about the start? from maybe if you know the idea of when they came up with the idea of the store and kind of how they got their jumpstart.
0: Yeah, sure. Well, so my mom was a school teacher. I guess it was back in the 80s, like you said, about 1982, 83, I think they started kicking around the idea in probably 82. My mom was a um, taught at Mount Carmel High School. Uh, seniors and, uh, seniors in high school. And my aunt was in administration or was, uh, the support for the principal at Mount, the same high school, Mount Carmel. And, um, uh, my aunt could sew, my mom could not, but she had vision. And, uh, it was back in the day of, um, the real country look backdoor guests are best and ducks and dolls and quilts and, um, and I, Old Town Spring was a big deal back then, too. People would travel to Old Town Spring and they had like a little uh, community of like gift shops, and it was all very country inspired. Mm. And I think my mom and aunt were really inspired by that. And um, my mom's very creative and uh, and my aunt is too. My aunt had a um, had a, a background in I think, bookkeeping. So that helped. So they were a good, good uh, balance there. And they, uh, I, it was funny because I just was chatting with her this morning. I was like, mom, how did y'all know where to go and what to do? Cause back in the early eighties, women weren't opening businesses like they are now. It was, it, it was very, it was very unusual. And she was like, gosh, I just, you know, cause there was no internet, you know, now everything is at our fingertips. You can hop online and figure out how to do anything just about um and she said well we had just kind of heard through the grapevine that there was a place in dallas called dallas market and we just called and find it found out you know how we could get in and you had to have a tax id but in order to get a tax id you had to have a dba which is doing business as so we had to come up with a name and You know, the whole, from from the very beginning, both my dad and my uncle Bernard, Aunt Lexi's husband were instrumental in helping them pursue this dream. And um, my parents owned a fourplex over, and they actually still do, over in the Montrose area at 906 Oakley. It used to be my grandfather's um, building. And uh, after he passed away, they took it over and um, rented it out. It's, you know, they were little, there was a fourplex. So people Mm. lived there, but they took one of the apartments and they gutted it and wallpapered it and, and put through the charm on and, um, and opened the doors and it was called magpies. And it was, uh, their tagline was old fashioned charm and warmth, I believe old fashioned charm and warmth and uh, the Montrose area was quite a colorful area as it still is but maybe even more so then um, it was right down the street from uh, the museum and uh, University of St. Thomas and uh, they it was definitely off the beaten path they um, they still have stories about some characters that would roll through the door um, and uh, anyway but it was mainly word of mouth and um, really friends in the Bel Air community that um, supported them people from church and um, the, in the neighborhood and just friends from you know life and uh, my my mom and aunt both say basically they, they it's like they each took out a car loan and they thought look this isn't gonna this won't kill us if it if it just goes belly up you know a car loan isn't gonna right. break us financially. So, um, yeah, I remember as a child, I was like in sixth grade, I believe when they opened it. And I remember as a child, you know, looking, watching my dad and, um, uncle Bernard and aunt Lexi and mom sit around our round, uh, kitchen table and then brainstorming and talking and talking numbers and talking taxes. And, um, it, it was, it was definitely a group effort and just a true, uh, example of, um, your your men standing behind you and kind of being the 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 cheerleaders and uh it was it was a beautiful thing to watch you know uh just seeing the partnership and the love between um you know your your husband husbands and wives together and helping each other pursue goals and dreams together it's it was pretty cool
2: so it's clear that i mean obviously you know your mom and your aunt had a ton of guts like taking this step forward starting the business totally. they had clearly they had a ton of support from their husbands which is which is instrumental but being that they were women in the 80s starting a new business I mean were they I guess through their friends were they immediately supported like was there actually pushback from people like hey what are you doing like why are you starting a business was there any of
0: that I don't think so. I think most, it's funny, I think uh, I think it was more the opposite. It was more women going, gosh, I've always wanted to do something like that. That is, you know, and people just excited for them. And um, yeah, I don't think there was any pushback. In okay. fact, a couple of years later, one of their, um, one of my mom's dear friends, one of my aunt Lexi's good friends too, uh, came to them and said, I really think I want to do the same thing y'all did. And, uh, they had gone to high school together and mom and aunt Lexi basically told her everything they knew. And she ended up opening up a store out in Cyfair. Mm-hmm. which fast forward many, many, many years. Uh, and we ended up buying her out and opening up our Cypress location, oh. which, which we later <laughs> sold this year. But, um, it was interesting that, you know, because it can become tricky, you know, when somebody, um when you've learned just trial by error when somebody comes and wants to do what you're doing I I look back and I think that was very kind of my uh, mom and aunt to just literally they just told her everything they knew and I think that's uh that's very telling of my uh, uh, both my mom and my aunt Lexi's character and uh, Rita went on and she opened up a gift shop called Two Friends out in Cy- Cyprus and did great did really really well and um, they're still dear, dear friends to this day so
2: that's yeah that's great I mean you can live right you can live life in abundance and you can help other people like there's enough for everybody like you can totally. have a gift shop here they can have it there there's enough
0: yes that is that's really always been our um our mindset as far as like competition like healthy co- competition is healthy it keeps you on your toes and mm-hmm. it um it allows you to you know continue to look forward and uh you know whenever there's a new gift shop in the area that opens or um it, it's actually very healthy i think
2: well good so tell me when when did they grow outgrow mantras and make their move over the bel air
0: Let's see. I think it was a couple of years. Let me think here. Um, Yeah, I think, yeah, it was a couple of years because I was in high school when they moved from the Montrose area. So I was in sixth grade. So it was probably about, yeah, probably about three or four years. Mm -hmm. And then they moved over to the little strip center next to Charlie's barbecue on Uh Bissonette. And uh, it was, it was, you know, just a little strip center, nothing fancy next to Radio Shack and a nail salon and Charlie's barbecue. And, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, I, I am wrong. They moved to Bissonette into a little triangular building, okay. um, which is still there, um, it's down Bissonette. I, I'm so sorry, I totally Wait, skipped okay. that part. Okay. Then they moved there first and um, it was really cute. The building leaked and so that was kind of tricky and the yeah. space was small. Um, but they continued to, I think once they they thought, okay, we, we're making a go of this, we're actually paying the bills and selling things, mm-hmm. taking things out and selling. And so that's when they got the, they kind of go ahead, I think, in their brains and hearts to to actually step out and, and lease something from someone else. Because, you know, my parents owned the building in, oh, okay. in the Montrose area. So, uh, so they leased that little triangular building and then there was some trouble with the roof and they would, you know, merchandise would get damaged or what have you. And then they, then that's when they went down the, the street. Just, I mean, it was literally like a hot, like across the street and mm-hmm. a couple of steps down in that little uh, strip center next to radio shack and Charlie's barbecue.
2: So growing up, I mean, how much time did you spend at the store?
0: gosh I worked
2: there in high school I'm trying to remember if you said you worked there in high school
0: yeah I definitely worked there um I worked there in high school worked there in college worked there after college um in in grade school when they first opened it I remember like doing my homework upstairs you know we would get dropped off at the shop and you know I'd go upstairs and do my homework in one of the empty apartments and uh I even recall my mom, my mom doesn't remember this, but I totally remember it. I remember one Christmas at at um the Montrose shop, they were busy and she had, had she had all of our Christmas gifts in the back room. And she's like, Look, I need you to wrap these gifts. And some of them are for you. And if you want to look at them and ruin your Christmas, you can. <laughs> but i think that was the introduction of retail growing up in a retail uh family at christmas because it can get a little crazy town but i wrapped all those gifts and i didn't look at one of them but um but i will say christmas in retail is is a trying thing on a family and uh it's it's just it's just your busiest time and you're you're tired you're giving it your all you're giving everything to your customers and you have to be careful to save save some good stuff for your family when you
2: walk through the you door. have a lot of empathy for those who work i do
0: i really do was, retail ownership is not for the faint at heart for sure
2: no, no i mean was it can you tell me what it was like you know growing up in the store being dropped off doing your homework and then ultimately working there and, and watching your your mom or your aunt basically live out their dream and building this business and what was it like growing up in that environment was just super inspirational
0: you know you know what was fun about it I think my both my mom and my aunt instilled in me a real appreciation for beautiful things and um and finding beauty in in really everything and uh and they had a a keen eye for picking out you know when you go to market there's tons of stuff there's tons of crap if you will there's there's good stuff there's yucky stuff there's um there's treasures there's expensive stuff there's inexpensive stuff and you really have to have an eye it's really like you're hunting and so it was fun to watch them I went to market with them a couple of times and um and if you can if you can imagine like the galleria that's kind of like what market is and I mean you you can't see everything there's so much to see but really um the, the, the talent of like searching out the things that you can bring back and make your store look beautiful. That was that was really fun um, being a part of. But it was, but growing up in Magpies was, it was it was fun because I've always been an accessory person. So I always had, you know, the, the latest, you know, jewelry and bows and, you know, the t-shirts that were in style. And so that part was really, really fun. And I was so proud of my mom and Ann. I was proud to say, oh, your mom, you know, for people to reference me as, oh, you're Maggie's daughter, your mom uh-huh. owns Maggie's, and that was that that was always a a, a proud moment for me.
2: So um, going to market, can you talk a little bit about that um, for those who don't really understand what that process is like? Actually, like buying the merchandise that goes in the store and what you yeah. what you're kind of looking for, even to this day, to curate.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's always, it's always evolving. You know, like I said, back, uh, back when mom and aunt Lexi started, it was a real country charming feel and, uh, and it's funny, it's kind of come a little bit back to that, you know, with the whole, um, uh, farmhouse, you know, feel and the chip and Joanna Gaines, um, era, but, uh, yeah, it's constantly evolving, but yeah, it, it really is like hunting. And going to market is one of my favorite things because you set out and you, you know, you walk into a showroom and like, for instance, let's say you're at the Galleria and you walk into, um, let me think, like the Gap, let's say the Gap is a showroom. Well, the Gap will uh, represent 20, 20 to 20. 25 lines perhaps so in one corner of the gap showroom there might be a candle line and then in the other corner they may there may be a t-shirt line or a book line or um, an art line and each little line is represented by you know that showroom but you have to buy a certain they have an opening minimum order they have an, a, a reorder minimum Sometimes they have to uh, check and make sure your area is open. They don't want to saturate a certain area with all the same items. So if there was a gift shop down the street, they might already carry that line, so we couldn't carry it. So really, it really is like hunting. You're out there, you're looking for, um, you know, the, the the latest and greatest. You're looking for something that's um, that would be, really, we're always looking for a good price point, something that... Um, would be a versatile gift that you could give to a lot of different people that um, you know that is affordable and that you would be proud to give so but like the home decor and the accessories you know that that's constantly evolving because yeah. it you know style comes and goes and every season it there's a little different uh, twist on it
2: yeah and, and uh, it sounds to me like when you're describing it it sounds like that's part probably where your part of your competitive spirit comes out is like in this hunt and like you want to find that thing that maybe someone else doesn't really see the good in it or
0: exactly and now it's even harder because you know with social media and online sales man i'll see things you know that other stores carry and i'm like ah that's beautiful i love that where do they you know and everybody's real careful to to cover their tags so you can't you know um poach on on their ideas but uh yeah, it's, uh, it, it, and sometimes we'll see something on Instagram and be like, oh my gosh, we've got to find that. And it's literally, we're like looking for it all during market and we may or may not find it, you know, and sometimes you'll find it and be like, oh my gosh, this was only, you know, $20, they're selling it for 80, you know? And so it's just interesting how um, social media has really, really changed things.
2: Oh, I mean, it's changed everything
0: yeah
2: so so back to the origin story a bit so now we're going to fast forward a bit to the late 90s okay so bel air going well and you guys have decided to expand to sugarland um so tell me about ultimately what led to that decision and how that kind of looked operationally at
0: magpies okay yes so I went I went off to college to UT and in my mind I would I was never going to get into retail because I just saw how tough it was and uh how how difficult it can be on a family too you know I just saw how how uh worn out my mom would get during the holidays and um and so I never thought that I would get into retail and then after I graduated with a degree in education and was doing something different in Austin I was working um working there my cousin called me one day my cousin sarah and she said megan i really think we should open up we we should open up a magpies and i was like what what and she has a degree in accounting mm. and uh and she had two young children at the time and i was like oh sarah it's so hard we you don't want to do this it's so hard i mean you know sometimes we'd have to come home from school by ourselves and you know we would not play sports because I had to be with my little brother and Christmas is so hard. And, and she was like, no, I think we can do it. I think we should do it. And, um, and she's like, your mom says that, you know, people are coming into the Bel Air store and they're constantly asking, y'all, you know, when are y'all going to open one up in Sugarland? So many people shopped at the Bel Air location, but lived out in Sugarland. And, uh, your mom thinks it would be a great idea and I think I'm in for it. And I think we'd make a great team. And, I was, I wasn't convinced and I was like, Oh gosh, I just don't know. And anyway, that we talked and talked and Sarah, um, being the business mind, she, um, did the, you know, drew up a business plan and we started looking around and my dad was getting excited about it. And so yeah. we ended up opening up magpies on Sweetwater in 1998 and uh we looked at a couple of different um so i moved back from austin and we looked at a couple of different places out in sugarland and one was this big beautiful center that was new and it was next to a big pretty new kroger and mm-hmm. it had a water fountain and big water fountain in front of it and my dad was like oh my gosh y- y'all cannot afford this rent this is now you yeah i just don't and then we found and we are we were so excited about that spot and then we went to another spot down the road and it was kind of tucked back. It was way off the freeway. It was kind of a little obscure shopping center with a Randall's in it. And there mm-hmm. and I were just sitting in front of it and we were like, we don't want to do it if we have to be in a place, you know, in a little spot like this, it's tucked away. and Anyway, Sarah crunched the numbers and my dad, you know, was finally convinced he was nervous, but convinced. And so we bit the bullet. We actually have a really cute picture. I look like I'm about 14 years old yeah. and we're in her house in Maplewood, um, right outside of Bel Air. And we're, I'm literally like biting my fingernails and we're signing this lease that we have to personally guarantee. I literally am living with my grandmother paying off credit card bills that I'm in over my head with. Um, I do have a paid off car and no college debt and Sarah and Mark um, you know we're were the ones that signed off on the the uh, personal guarantee because I literally had nothing. Um, and so anyway, we set off. It was a huge risk. And I think I was too young to really even know how big the risk <laughs> was, <laughs> which is probably a good thing. That's uh, na- naivety is a good
2: thing, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Sarah and Mark are w- much more wise and I think in tune to what we were really risking. Um, and, uh, and we did it. And we, man, we hit the ground running out in Sugarland. It was incredible. We were, we were welcomed and supported from the get go. It really, it it took us by surprise. Really, it was Sugarland was ripe. It was like the second fastest growing. Um, uh, Bourbon was the second gr- fastest growing county in the United States at the time. So it was, it was, it was. A, it was a blessed decision. It really was. Yeah, I
2: mean, since that time, so many properties have been built since the late '90s. It's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Incredible. It's
0: incredible. Yeah.
2: You, you. It sounds to me like you took the nicer place.
0: We took the what? Yeah, the nicer we,
2: location. We
0: took the nicer place. We did. We did, and we're still there. That's still our location. And we wish it was a little bit bigger these days, but. uh but it's it's been an incredible community out there. Oh my gosh, we've met so many dear, precious friends, and you know, um, just met so many neat people along the way. Many of which are, you know, still customers. son, you know, uh, Fort Bend and can be kind of a um, what's the word? Transitory. Not people kind of come and go. A lot of people transient. are it, transient. Thank you. Um, uh, people tend to come and go and move, you know, from Sugarland. But we still have a lot of customers who. You know, have shopped with us from the beginning. We've watched people's children grow up. And there's one customer in particular. Her daughter is now married with children. And the one of the first couple months we were opened, there I, I referenced that big beautiful fountain in front of our store. Her daughter was walking around the edge of the fountain and fell in. And her and Dana, her mom, came running and she's like, "Oh my gosh, my daughter fell in the fountain. Do y'all have anything?" You know, we had like a beach towel that we were selling and handed it to her. And now, you know, she's grown and has her own children. So it's it's. Been it's been a real fun um, journey out in Sugarland, just a, an incredible gr- uh, sense of community out there. And um, I, what I was gonna tell you is we ended up, we set up the store in Sugarland kind of as a um, as a franchise. So my cousin and I owned it separately from my mom and aunt. And so we we kind of paid them like a franchise fee to yeah. open up. So we weren't the same ownership, which was a little bit confusing to people. Like we, you couldn't. We would we would try to make it um, like if somebody wanted to return something, we would kind uh, of hand it on the side. Yeah. But it was two separate ownerships Got and it. kind of two different uh, looks for a little while too. Not totally, but um, definitely similar. But we we um, we operated separately.
2: So it's what's what's interesting right? Your mother, she was the more creative. Aunt,
0: well, more aunt, Lexi, aunt Lexi's definitely creative, too. Definitely. Because she could sew. But she had, she she was kind of... She happy, was more the
2: business person.
0: Yeah, she had a numbers mind and, and wasn't scared of computers, whereas that was not my mom's uh, forte at all.
2: What was interesting is that you, you and, and your cousin Sarah kind of had a similar totally in that sense. So it's totally it's yeah. funny to see the similarities between kind of two groups, let's call it.
0: Yes. Well, and it's, it's interesting to note too, my sweet cousin, Sarah, who is, who has made such an awesome business partner. She grew up in a family of eight wow. and, um, she talks about, you know, they never had money growing up. She's like, Megan, I never went shopping. like, that wasn't a thing for us. You know, you know, you got clothes on a whim or hand-me-downs or what have you, but I have memories of shopping with my mom. You know, I, I grew up in a family of two for a long time. And then I had a brother later and my mom, my mom loved to shop and I have memories of us shopping together and, you know, going to Westbury square that was, Mm -hmm. you're too young to know about Westbury square, but that was a, a, a neat place to shop in Houston. But, uh, I have memories of that so I I am a shopper Sarah was not but Sarah had the accounting background and the business background and, um, and now she's, you know, obviously she enjoys to shop and um, enjoys going to market too, but I am still, I would call myself the main buyer and I would have driven our company into the ground if it was up to, if it was up to me to pay the bills and do all the business. And we are, we're definitely a good team for that because, you know, our talents lie in different areas for sure. Well, self-awareness is the best type of awareness. <laughs> yeah, so- I can't try it. Fast forward a little bit, so your, your
2: uh, aunt retired. Um, I know that's a very pivotal, t- pivotal time in the business. You kind of yeah. alluded to with the two different stores of having different styles that with the times, kind of needed to change a little bit with the store, which right. I know in our conversation was, was tough, uh, you know, on your mom and I'm sure your aunt as well. Yes. Uh, can you talk about like dealing with that and trying while working in a family business, being respectful of the past, trying to help nurture it down the road or to the future, what it needs to be. Yeah,
0: yes, I think, uh, by the time my aunt retired she was really ready to slow it down and they moved out to the country so i think it was less emotional for my aunt for some reason i mean i know it was hard to wrap it up but she was really ready um she's a she's a couple years older than my mom and had grandchildren and um she she was she was ready and had been talking about it for quite some time but really the hardest i think for it it was hardest on my mom because really being in business with someone, your, your business partner is, is, is like a spouse. I mean, you're together every day and you're sharing finances and you're sharing your ups and downs with your family. You're together every day. And not to mention they were sisters. And so, uh, when she retired, that was real. I I think I, I personally think it was very, very hard on my mom um, because my aunt ended up moving out to the country and so they didn't see each other every day and you just get used to the rhythms of someone being with you every day and they definitely had you know they were like-minded they rarely I I, from my perspective I I think they they didn't they did not disagree much Mm -hmm. and um, so when my aunt Lexi retired we bought her shares out and so now we owned with along with my mom, the Bel Air store and the Sugarland store, and so she now had uh two new partners, and Sarah and myself. And uh, you know, we had we were a little more progressively minded, I guess you could say, as far as like a POS system. Mm-hmm. My uh, my mom and aunt still had uh, t- had handwritten tickets to check out with, and we had already kind of computerized ourselves and um that was very overwhelming to my mom. Computers are not, like I said, her, her thing. And that was very, very overwhelming to her. And we were introducing this, um, this inventory system and it made her um, uneasy and just the, the loss of my aunt. And uh, I think it was just, it was a lot to handle once she actually, I think I mentioned this to you, she ended up having a heart attack and it was a stress induced heart attack. And I think I think she didn't even realize how much it was, um, how hard it was on her. And, um, it was actually the type of heart attack that she had is called a Takasuba and in, in Japanese it's the broken hearted, mm. um, heart attack. And the, the And it makes me so sad to think about it, but it was, it was just a lot at once and losing her, you know, not, not losing her to death, but losing her as a business partner. And and then all of a sudden
2: marriage, it's a marriage. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And so, and then next thing, you know, daughter and niece come in the next generation and we have different ideas and all of a sudden it's probably like, ah, go away is probably what she thought, you know, but, but, you know, we all know, or we've all learned, um, that, you know, your business has to evolve and if you want it to remain, you can't, you know, you can't grow old, I guess, with your business. And we've seen that, you know, along the way, um, Along the way, we've met a lot of other uh, retailers through some of our vendors. One in particular, we carry a line called Brighton. And they're, they've been around forever and they're just a phenomenal company. And they're just, they're so loyal to their retailers. And um, they're out of LA and the guy who owns it is named Jerry Cole. And he literally, he has trained us. I mean, they have taken us to China and to Hawaii, California, out to their factories, they have like, they've brought professionals in to help us learn how to deal with customers and how to treat customers and how to, you know, grow your business. And I mean, like no other company. And so we, um, we, learn from them that you do you have to keep evolving and you can't um, and a lot of these women that we would go on the trips with you would kind of see it happening you know a lot of them have clothing stores and you know they were 50 something when we went to hawaii and the next thing i know they were in their 60s and we're in california and their stores are kind of stagnating because they don't have the next generation coming in and their customers are growing old with men and not really Needing the clothes that they used to maybe they're not, you know, anyway, you get what I'm saying. And yeah. so we saw that and saw the importance of not, um, not letting that happen. But it was hard, you know, when when Sarah and I are, um, came in to the Bel Air store, you know, and actually this fast forward a little bit. Um, my cousin bought into the store, Sarah's sister. It gets a little confusing. Sarah's sister, Patty bought into the store because Sarah, now she started the store with two kids. Now she has four kids. (laughs) And, um, and so her sister, Patty bought into the store because Sarah wanted to keep her foot in the door, but knew that we needed help. You know, we needed support and ownership because so much of magpies is being a presence. It's not just it's not just um, investing in it. It's being there. It's the labor. It's, you know, connecting with the customers. And so anyway, so my cousin Patty is now involved and um, we, you know, we were kind of seeing our numbers declining in Bel Air and we were trying to figure out what we could do about it. And I feel like for a while we sort of put Bel Air into a box. You know, when we were at market, we'd be like, Oh, that is so cool. Okay. Let's get it for Sugarland, but maybe not Bel Air. And I, I would find myself saying that a lot. And then next thing I knew, Bel Air was looking kind of tired, you know? And uh, and so we actually, with the help of um, an outside source, we, we got a think tank going in Bel Air. As she gathered a group of moms in the community and basically just had a brainstorming session with, you know, where do you shop for gifts? what what you know what are your price points that you look for with gifts um do you go to magpies have you ever been to magpies why don't you go to magpies what do you like if you go to magpies it was it was very interesting and it was kind of painful to listen to i imagine so but it's
2: necessary i
0: I wasn't there i couldn't have taken it but uh but vicky our social media director and kind of and events director um was there and she taped it and she got all the information together and uh it was it was hard to hear, but it was it was things we needed to hear and that was really the impetus to freshen up the store out with the old kind of antiquey looking fixtures and um, kind of streamlined the look, freshen it up update it and um, and it's helped it's really helped and it's been fun to watch the growth but um you know there was it was going back to my mom it was it was emotional because so many of those of the old fixtures that they, um, that they had in the store, you know, mom had memories of, Oh gosh, we loved this table. And aunt Lexi and I just, you know, we wanted it so badly, but it was so expensive, but we bought it anyway. And we just, you know, we just knew it was going to make the store look pretty. And, and then now I'm asking her, Hey, can we paint this gray or white? And she's like, you know, it's like, Oh gosh, you know, she has all these sweet memories of it. Um, so it was hard. And we had like, um, up if you've ever been into the beller store there was a uh, there's a loft area and they had beautiful quilts hanging over the loft area and it definitely gave it a sense of old-fashioned charm and warmth and there was kind of a a time when one of the a couple of the comments in the think tank was you know it seems like an antique store and you know and so that's not really what we were going for and you know but that was hard for my mom that was the look that they started with and she has a love for quilts and so does my aunt Lexi and so you know it was a hard transition and I'll give it to her she she did it she 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 went with it albeit hard and um anyway, so there were growing pains along the way. And it still makes me sad to think about her being sad about it. But I think in her heart, she knew we needed to, you know, make some changes and, you know, kind of grow with the times.
2: Right. So this year obviously has been uh, a whirlwind for a lot of reasons. Um, Have there been things that you've changed in your business over the last six months as a result of, of COVID, whether it's, increasing your online presence, changing kind of the way you do things in the store. Can you talk to me about that?
0: Yeah, we, uh, oh gosh, this year has been like, like no other, like you said. Um, and thank God we had a year or two ago really invested in a good website and um, paid a lot of money for it. And But in the last couple of years, like we'd get like, a couple of sales a week maybe and it was kind of seeming like it was a waste of money but we knew it wasn't we knew if we were going to you know progress we had to have a decent looking website for a long time we had this embarrassingly homespun looking website but we invested the money in it and thank god we had because it it went into it flew into action the moment we were shut down for covid and then and even even when when the shutdown began it wasn't totally updated with all the things we needed, but thankfully we have an awesome young woman who works for us and she flew into action and was updating it with things that, you know, people were wanting.
2: Yeah.
0: So yes, to answer online, praise God, we had the foresight to get that done a couple of years ago. Cause I know there are a lot of businesses, you know, the ones that I was kind of referring to with Brighton who, you know, who, who, who weren't prepared. So we, we are very grateful for that. And, you know, we used to all, we used to do a lot of, um, in-store events and, we didn't love doing them, but we felt like we had to. Brighton has always been one to push the events. And that's really what makes the sense of community in a store, as opposed to like going to a department store. You know, we would have back to school moms events and uh, mamosa parties in the morning and, you know, girls would host it and invite their friends. And we'd have pop-up shops and giveaways and door prizes. And fun music and um we did those in the evening and those in the mornings and um and trunk shows and pop-ups and all that just in the last couple of years we really put that right. um put the pedal to the metal on those um but obviously those came to a screeching halt right. so i mean we were working it at every angle lots of live videos on instagram uh, on instagram and facebook live during the shutdown um, lots of little videos of me trying to sell things and, yeah. uh, and my cousin. And, uh, it's interesting. I, I talked about, you know, my, my, my mom kind of, scooting over and letting the next generation come in my my cousin and i and it's it's funny for the longest time i was always the youngest one well megan you're young you try this on you wear this or what do you think or what are your friends and now i am i'm beginning to kind of scoot over and my cousin patty's daughter anna has now come in and she's doing all the little TikTok try on um <laughs> uh, clothes, clothing, um, little videos that you'll see on our social media. I mean, and that's definitely not something I could do. It's, it's, she's cute. She's in her early thirties and, um, a young mom and she's got that. So it, it's interesting to You're see
2: how it, all. How it all
0: evolves. Yeah. So I'm kind of scooting over and making room for her. And, uh, it's, it's how it has to be. If we, we, we gotta, we gotta keep evolving if we want to keep, keep on going on.
2: So clearly, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, this is as much of a family business as I think one can imagine. I mean, it seems like yeah. everyone like a, the higher level role is related in some yeah. form or fashion.
0: It, and it's funny
2: Oh,
0: go ahead. I
2: mean, working no. with families, right, it can be beautiful and awesome, but there's probably some downsides at times. So how... Tell me about that. Like, tell me about the times where it can be difficult or where you have to really balance that family and relationship and the, hey, we're in business together relationship.
0: Right, right. It's funny. Uh, yes, family businesses can be hard, but looking back, I wouldn't want to be with, I would not want to be in business with any other people besides my two cousins that I'm in business with now. I mean, it, 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 we have definitely had our days and we, we, you know, at one point I remember Sarah said, I mean, do we need to go to therapy? Do we need to, they're more like sisters to me, but, um, yes, there were hard days when you get on each other's nerves, but again, it's like a partnership. It's like a marriage and you, you get to know one another and, um, you start, you start learning what, uh, kind of what your boundaries are and what their boundaries are. And at the end of the day, you know, thankfully we can, you know, we've been through some hard times. We've been through retirements and selling stores and buying stores and it all involves money and money and family is tricky, Mm -hmm. but I have to say, I I will, I will give it to our family (laughs) because we can still honestly say that we all still love each other and we still have a, a successful business. And, um, I, I, I think it is totally, um, because we have, we've always put God in the, uh, in the, in the, in the middle of our business. And we, um, that's a priority to us. And I think that he's guided us through, he's guided us through times when we thought, oh my gosh, this is it. Just eject me from this, you know, it's not worth it. But, um, but I, I think we've relied on our faith and relied on, um, just knowing the importance of family and that money is not, is not everything. And there were times when we had to really, um, kind of fight the dark side, you know, cause you can see how families, I mean, I know families, I know families who don't talk to one another who are in lawsuits with each other. I mean, it, it happens and I can see how it easily happens, but I, um, I give thanks that we're all on the same page and well, we, we all, um, you know, really just trusted that God would bring us through and tried to, um, just sometimes you just have to be still, you know?
2: So what's some of your advice for someone, you know, who's like going to be taking over a family business or going into business with a family member, or even a very close friend. Yeah. You stay on the side that you seem to stay on, which is to basically business is business, the family relationship stays strong. I mean, what's your advice to to keep that together and not go to that dark side to where it, people get greedy and they're suing each other and the business right.
0: right. Well, I think first and foremost, you need to be kind of equally yoked as far as uh, work ethic. I mean, we're workers, and our family, we are workers. We are not scared to work we are, uh, we love to work. Mm -hmm. It feels good to work. And um, I think my cousins and I uh, saw that in our parents. Um, I know Patty and and Sarah saw that in their uh, their mom, Patty, who is my mom's sister and um, my aunt Lexi, So I think that's hugely important because I never, you know, through all of my uh, days with my cousins as business partners, I never once doubted that they weren't pulling their weight, that they weren't working just as hard as I was. And um, because that's a terrible feeling, you know, when you think you're the one doing most of the work and then you're resentful and that just oozes out of every pore, you know, Mm -hmm. even if you try to hide it. So I think being um, really finding a business partner who is, 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 is equal to your work. Your, how do I say it? it? Has a good work ethic like yourself, and then one that you can tr- one that you can trust. I mean, I I literally would trust would trust my life to Sarah and Patty. And when it comes to finances, you you you, you know you you have to, and right. um, and I would also say that you need to kind you, as business partners, there has there has to be a healthy healthy dose of respect. And also um, communication, you know, knowing when things are starting to get a little itchy or something, you know, to deal with it, to be like, you know, what's going on? Why, why am I feeling like this? Why are you feeling like this? And just that, especially being family, you know, my gosh, at the end of the day, that is the most important thing. And, um, and also just each partner, just knowing that you kind of have to keep an open mind as far as evolving and growing and, and your company growing and evolving and you can't get stuck in the muck. You know, you can't, what, what was good one year may not necessarily be good the next year, you know? And so um, just keeping an open mind to, to growing and um, changing with the environment and the, you know, the, the economy and um, with what, the styles and, and trends and all that. You, you, I think that's important too, but really mainly just finding someone you can trust who, um, who has the same type of work ethic as you. And, uh, and like, you know, it's, it's wonderful because I have children, Sarah has children, Patty has children, Patty has grandchildren. We all have husbands. And we are all so supportive. Like if somebody needs to not come in or, you know, not we know if i know that sarah has to take a couple of days off to go do something for back to school or a soccer tournament or whatever i am so okay with that because i know that down the road she's gonna be so okay with me having to take off her ballet recital or whatever so god there is such freedom in that and it's so wonderful to have business partners who are are pro you you know
2: sure and that's incredible but i imagine there's been an incredible amount of sacrifice as well um, having a family running a business uh, yeah. as you said wanting to have presence in the store as much as you want uh, to have um, and working in retail like it's not just a nine-to-five job right uh,
0: right I know it's interesting because it, it um, I, I it took me a while to have babies. And, uh, so once I did have my first child, I really kind of battled with, am I a fool? I mean, I worked this hard to have this baby. And then a couple, uh, 22 months later, I had two, two more I had twins. Ooh. And I just thought I was really grappling with this is so, is this sad that I worked so hard to have these babies and now I have a nanny and I'm going back to work and, you know, and, um, so I have found my sweet spot with, uh, working part-time even though it kind of still feels like full-time because when you own a business you never really feel like you're off but um, uh, what was my point here on this um, oh and but I think it's a beautiful thing as my mom and aunt did to show your daughters because I have three little girls uh, you know the the importance of, of using your talents that God has blessed you with and also of working you know and and, um, and then being a good, a good steward of, you know, what you've made. And there's, there's um, yeah, just a couple of days ago, one of my little girls said, I like that Briley's mommy doesn't work. And I said, yeah. I, I like that she doesn't go to work. And, and I said, I, I know that is, that is fun, you know, but um, it's important for mommy to go to work so I can, you know, and I rattle yeah. off so we can save money and go to college and blah, blah, blah. And. And uh, forget it. I
2: promise.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, I do think there's value in them seeing me get up and work out early in the morning and get dressed and go to work and, you know, and, and, um, but, but it is up to me to keep a healthy balance because it can get out of whack real fast.
2: Oh sure.
0: And I have to, I have to do a lot of self-checking when I, when I drive up in the driveway at night, you know, at six o'clock and I'm, especially during the holidays when I am dog tired and I'm, just wanting to take a bath and go to bed to realize that this is my most important job.
2: What keeps you going? Like what's, what's inspiring you to like keep pushing even when it's so hard.
0: It's fun. I, I, I enjoy what I do and I enjoy the relationships of our, of of our, with our customers. I love interacting with people. And Magpies has always been more than just, stuff you know than a store and um i really believe magpies has it's like magpies has a soul you know my mom and aunt were so um they were so connected with their customers and they're taught they're both talkers and my aunt lexi is a is is a reader and i used to laugh because she'd always say i'm reading a little book and then she you know and it was almost we laughed because the the cash wrap at magpies people would refer to it as the bar at cheers because people Uh, would come in and kind of belly up to the cash wrap. And you know, they share, you, you learn, I mean, you're celebrating with people, you're grieving with people, you're, you're working through some of life's struggles with people. And, um, it's amazing what people share, you know, and, and I think it was a beautiful thing because my mom and aunt Lexi were always just, um, they were just authentic, and they were they were real too. And we just kind of followed in that path. And when um, and 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 so many beautiful relationships have have come out of it. And it really is a platform too, because people we think of it. We think of magpies as a bit of a ministry, you know, because our in our um, in our mission statement, you know, it says that you know we want to be more than just we want to be a place where you can find affordable. And quality gifts, but we want to be that place where someone comes in, um, but leaves feeling better than they did, you know, upon entering. And you know, some days are better than others. Some days we we don't we don't make the mark, and Lord knows we've gotten a net, we've gotten comments on Yelp to let us know when we have not um, succeeded. But we're we're always trying. We're always striving to meet that. Um, to meet that goal. And, um, and we, and part of our mission statement in the very beginning is with God's help, because we know that we, we could never do this without him. He's got us, he's gotten us this far and back in the eighties when two women opened up a business and, you know, probably the cards were stacked against him. And here we are, you know, in the year 2020, um, and we're still going and blowing and loving each other and, you know, still talking as a family. So um, I'm pretty proud of that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, as I spoke to you before and hearing you now again, I mean, it's just clear how much passion how much Magpies means to you. And I mean, obviously that uh, the customers feel it. I've been to the store a few times. I get client client gifts there. It's great. There's always something new. Always something I can find. And um, as you know, my, um, I guess they have a close friend who works there, of course. Yeah. but, yeah, I mean, it's great. And, and like I said, it's, it's clear that there's just so much heart and soul, as you said, into magpies. Um, but from here, I'm going to switch to a couple of little rapid fire questions for okay.
0: you. Okay. Oh, Lord. So,
2: it's maybe slightly obvious, but tell me again, or tell tell us the origin of the name
0: magpies. Okay, yeah, good question. So my mom's name is Maggie. Well, her full name is Margaret Ann, but she's always been called Maggie. And my grandfather used to call her magpie. And actually, a magpie is a bird. And they're found like in London, in Ireland, I believe. And apparently, they're kind of a, a nasty little bird, but we're going to leave <laughs> that aside. But they do collect things, and they've br- they collected shiny things and bring them back to the nest we like to say collect Other other uh, stories say they steal <laughs> but we like to say they collect shiny things and bring them back to their nest so we think that uh, makes sense too you can come to magpies and find things to help feather your nest
2: so what's your one piece of advice for anyone looking to start a small business
0: I would say you, you need to have a business mind you need to have a business plan And, uh, you need to have a real passion and know that it's a lot of work, but it's so rewarding at the same time you need to, uh, yeah. And I guess it depends on what kind of business, you know, um, if it's a retail business, you got to have, you got to have a knack for, you know, uh, well, if it's a, if it's, clothing. Obviously, you have to have a knack for clothing and style, but you always have to have that sense of business. I know so many people are like, oh, I would love to have a little gift shop and I'd love to. And I'm like, oh gosh, you know, a little gift shop. They know what they're getting
2: into. Yeah, Yeah.
0: yes, yes, yes.
2: So though this year, I'm sure there's been major struggles throughout the year for obvious reasons. I mean, as there's looking back at the last, you know, six some odd months, I mean, is there something that sticks out in your mind is something you're extremely proud of in when it comes to your business or things you've done
0: well i'm really proud of the fact that we have such an incredible team of women that work with us and um they we didn't have to lay anyone off and the ones the one the women who work for us that have to work and rely on their magpie's paycheck we're supported by the ones who don't necessarily have to by them moving aside and saying, you take my hours. And its it really is, it, it makes me wanna cry because it really is magpies is really a sisterhood as far as the, <laughs> it makes me emotional to think about it, but. It really is a beauty. It's almost like a parent looking at their children and them being so, you know, loving and kind to one another. It's been, it's been amazing to see the support of the ones who, you know, just do it for fun and just, you know, fun money or just to be able to turn around and buy things at Magpies, you know, with the discount. But, but we have a handful of women who work at Magpies who their, you know, their their bills get paid by, um, by their Magpies paycheck. So I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the the. The women, the character of the women that we have working alongside of us because magpies could never be what it is without those women.
2: Well, it's a testament to the culture that your mom and aunt Lexi built and you carrying on that and carrying on the legacy and continuing to this day. I mean, if you, if she didn't care as much as she cared about if you didn't, you know, you and your cousin didn't care about it, and now Patty as well didn't care about it as much as you guys cared about it, nor would your associates. So, like, everyone who works for you in that sisterhood i mean clearly you're all in it together and thus creating that uh you know the valuable customer experience and the loyalty that i'm sure exists
0: well i think and, we all feed off of each other you know yeah. goodness, goodness breeds goodness so absolutely. absolutely and one thing i have forgotten to mention um yeah. or that i left out was that you know for for uh gosh nine ten years we had our cypress location and that um that involved another cousin and another sister um patty and sarah's sister chrissy and she just recently retired last year and had kind of been hemming and hawing and thinking it was her time to retire and so she did and we continued to have the cypress location and um we just, you know, none of us lived out there and then COVID hit and we were just so scared about keeping the, the store <clears throat> afloat. And so she ended up buying the store in Cyprus and now it's no longer a magpies, but she renamed it. She bought it along with her daughter. <clears throat> and so that's a victory too. It's a victory that, um, you know, we have little stem offs from magpies and, right. uh, and, uh, And it was a successful, you know, closure, yet a a new beginning too. So we were grateful to be able to sell it and to call her out of retirement. I think she, after her little hiatus, she felt she found the energy that she needed. Yeah,
2: she's drawn back to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that.
2: Yeah, I know. It's I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought that back up. So so now it's time for the shameless plug. So <laughs> tell us, you know, again about Magpies, where you're located, you know, how they can get in touch with you guys, and any promotions or anything you have going on that people need to know about.
0: Okay, great. sure. So Magpies Gifts is a family owned and operated gift shop. We are located in Sugarland and Bel Air, Texas, and we are pretty much a uh, A gift shop that can help you shop for pretty much anyone, especially at Christmas or during the holidays, during Hanukkah. Um, We can pretty much help you with anything. We're full service and we will wrap it up for you. We'll help you pick it out. We have wish lists. If you'd like to come in and fill out a wish list, um, we we can ship. We have an online presence, you can shop online. We offer curbside service too. Um, even right now during COVID, if you are um, nervous to be around others, we are happy to open up early for you and you can come shop early. Um, let's see, what else, what else? Um, we we love supporting our community and the, the schools and elementary schools around our communities and we're always, um, always willing to donate and help with causes, local causes in our area. And we're just so grateful to be here and so grateful for our, uh, loyal employ- loyal employees and loyal customers who have stuck with us through this extremely trying time. And, um, and just proud to say, we're still here and we feel confident in the future and think that, um, we're going to be around for a while.
1: Thanks for checking out this episode of the Born and Bred Houston podcast. I really hope you enjoyed the show. Before moving on to more amazing podcasts that are out in this world, please do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so more people can find us. Thanks again, and see you next time.